0: Side of us, you could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods.
1: Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, and the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this
0: thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail.
2: Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing.
1: Here, are your host, Steve and Chris.
3: And good evening, Cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch D TV for today's date, May 8th, 2022. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co-host, Mr. Chris Bennett. How are you? Mr. Kentucky Five Fixers. How are
0: you? It's <laughs> good to see you.
3: Here we are back again, and we have our guest way downstairs, Mr. David Wickham. Hi, David.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me.
3: Oh, anytime, my brother. So here we are. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and uh, to some of the fathers who were mothers, too. Uh, yes. Happy Mother's Day. Steve, did you get your card? <laughs> oh, I got my card. Oh, boy, did I get my card? So, uh, well, contrary to any conspiracy theories, I haven't been filming anywhere. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Nor have I received any large sums of cash. Um, Mm. In fact, my tax return hasn't even come back yet. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Um, no, uh, everything has been wonderful, been working my tail off. Uh, doing a lot of stuff at work, doing a lot of stuff, and needed a break from a lot of baloney, a lot of malarkey. Try to get back into the positive
2: mindset,
3: yeah. and now that spring yeah. has sprung, yes, that means uh, you know my my little feet will be going to the mountains again and going to conferences again. And you know, part of the reason why I have David on tonight, a little selfish reason, is that. Uh, we're going to do a little promotion for the Sasquatch Triangle Conference, which is going to be this Sunday, May 15th, uh, a week from today. So guess what? Next week, no Squatch DTV. But the week after, we'll have a lot of highlights and video and recaps and all kinds of fun stuff uh, awesome. from from the, the conference. And uh, if you happen to be near Coshocton, Ohio, uh, next Sunday, please, 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 you're, you're going to uh, see some incredible stuff. Of course, uh, the event is emceed by the one, the only Don Keating, a uh, longtime oh, legend of Ohio. Oh yeah! So uh, it should be a great time had by all, um, and probably at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Some good names going to be there. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to get yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Chris, what uh, what have you been up to? I know. You have this super channel out there called Kentucky Fried Fixes, and I know you don't like promoting that too much. Yeah, well, but it's doing one hell of a job. It's kicking this show's ass and any Bigfoot show's well, ass out there, to tell you the truth. I just, you know, I appreciate everybody watching and
0: stuff, and and I don't really have a set thing that I do. I just I like fooling these small engines, and and so I just started. Uh, making some videos while I was working on the engines, you know, and uh, they seem to be, you know, some people like them and that's some, great. yeah.
3: Dude, yeah. you have some one on there that's got 82,000 views already.
0: Uh, yeah. That seems to be a popular one. The, the, the that new ghost, uh, predator engine, uh, see, a lot you of look, the go-kart you know what's races. Gonna happen, Chris?
3: This mm. See the other day, and this happens to me every so often, is um you know I, i'm in the store the other day and you know, going getting ready to go to work and some guy goes well you want discovery I'm like yeah hmm. i knew i knew you from somewhere <laughs> so what's going to happen is is now that's going to happen to you you oh, walking. No, you're nah. going to be walking around the tops and all of a sudden somebody's going to say hey psst, psst, that's that guy over there Kentucky Fried Fixes you watch it's gonna happen it's gonna happen
0: if it does they'll be looking at my hands because that's about all I show on the videos (laughs) I don't uh, I'm not one of those channels that you know I put my face on camera because you know I I believe I have a face for radio and so (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 people don't want to. People don't want to look at this. So what? What I do? I just do. I put the the star <coughs> of the video is going to be whatever I'm working on, and that's all I show because it's not about me. It's about whatever I'm working on, and uh, you know, if people like it, that's great. I, I love it if people like the same thing I do. But if they don't like the same thing I do, that's great too. You know, it's it's okay. Not everybody's going to enjoy small engine stuff but uh but i do and you know that's i'm having fun and that's all it is it's fun it's it's fun
2: and david uh, what are you doing well i tell you it's just been one uh one adventure after the the other uh couple weekends ago we went down to uh uh, charlie raymond had his uh kentucky uh, expedition and went to a different area um We just had, uh, last year we, uh, Steve was a speaker at one of his, uh, get togethers and, uh, and got to meet Chris down there. It was kind of fun to see them guys live and not on video. It was, you know, uh, (laughs) it was right in, in, uh, neck of the woods of Kentucky, which I absolutely love. And, uh, so we went to a different area this time around and, um, talk a little bit, maybe a little bit later about it, but then, um. Last weekend, went out to OBC and uh, visited some of my friends. I didn't buy any tickets, but I always like going around the vendor area, which is free, and and uh, got to uh, say hello to some people. and A couple of the people that were speakers there, I said hi to. and It, it was a, a good day when you get to come home with some Bigfoot stuff that you didn't have before you left. That's always a good thing. And uh, Then we got the conference coming up, so it's all been about Today is going through all the boxes that I have and making sure I got all the the lists checked off and cleaning things and preparing things, and uh, we're just about ready to rock and roll. Well,
3: I know I'm leaving here super early on Saturday, so I can make it in time for uh, a little fun and frolicking Saturday night. So, Because uh, yep. I know you, you had mentioned that there's going to be some, some stuff going on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I mean some of us, but we don't need to publicly blast that. But it's going to be a good time. Dinner, of course, is always a lot of fun, and of course, Don the Cult of Personality will will be there. So it's always <laughs> always a lot of fun hearing some of his stories.
2: Well, the part of the reason why I did the conference on Sunday was I always felt that Saturday everyone got there Friday night, and uh, there was a little bit of uh, celebration going on Saturday. People were sleeping in or having a hard time getting through the afternoon lectures and then saturday nights all about celebrating again and then sunday's just a ghost town everybody just leaves and i really wanted to change that because one of the, the great things that i think bigfooting is about is uh, that campfire and sitting around and telling stories and you came last year and had a, a little bit of experience with that and so i wanted to have, make that part of the uh, experience so saturday night um we are uh, having dinner at the uh, warehouse restaurant like we did last year and have some fun. And then afterwards, Don Keating says uh, by popular demand, he's going to take another car, uh, few carload, carpool, and take people around, uh, weather permitting, uh, to some of the old sites and old stories that he investigated that kind of put Coshocton on the map. And he did it mm-hmm. last year, and everybody had a wonderful time. And uh, we're going to do that again this year. And then we get to sit around. I got uh, half a quart of wood, and we're just going to burn, baby, burn. We're going to burn fire, campfire all night. And uh, Oh, darn, I don't even. Everyone was say hopefully will get to bed. It. And yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you come from Kentucky, bring them up. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's it, then Sunday. We all leave together. You know, we have that experience on Sunday. We have that conference and then uh, as you're walking out get into your car get ready to go home y'all can take those group pictures share phone numbers and it's everyone's leaving together and i and for it means so much to me when when that happens rather than the uh, the uh, ghost town that you see on sunday mornings after most conferences
3: <laughs> so hey chris let's do our roll call for the night too we haven't did our roll call yet
0: well, I, I wouldn't really expect to see too many people in the chat tonight because this is kind of, we've been off for a while. We just kind of popped up, you know.
3: Oh, we're, we're, but, no, uh, they're, they're filing in. They're all looks filing Looks like there's in. quite a few people in the chat already. Yeah, we got, we got Lowrider, Lance Windsor. Lowrider. We got, of course, Joe Lance? from Western New York Bigfoot Investigation Joe. Group. DM Zabo is in the house. DM and Ammon Chris, of course. Ke- Kevin Chris. Morrison, Arthur Watch, Jay Fritz, Patty Troy. Jay? Angel hey. Nolan is in. Hey, Angel. Uh, Sherry, of course, is there. Uh, Sherry. Pat Turner from Squatch Talk is in. Hey, Pat. And oh, Brian eyes. and Chewy go hiking and Lockbeard. So hi Brian, guys. Hello, it. everybody. It's been a while and Lock we beard. Are. Oh, Grasshopper's in as well. Grasshopper. Wow. So so yep. So wow. it should be a, and Thanks, guys, we appreciate Nikki. you guys being in here. Yeah, and here comes Nikki from Harry Man folks well, in Hoodwinks. Hey, Hello, Nikki. guys. Hello, everybody. So uh, yeah, so David, I uh, I don't know if you have and Jen is in the house. Hello, Jen. Uh, now Thank everybody's you. saying hi, making sure they're heard, and that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, say hello. Which, say uh, hello. Doesn't cost anything. <laughs> Um, Glad to see you guys and gals. Yeah, now, when
0: I say guys, I mean guys and gals. So, you know, but uh, it's good to see guys,
3: uh, troops, yeah. my eyes is also here. Hello, my yeah. eyes. Um, wow. You know, I, you know, I love, I, I just love conferences in general uh, because of that personal interaction. Yeah. I think, you know. He, you know, people can out there and, and criticize conferences all they want. Oh, you guys should be out in the field. Well, we are out in the field. But yeah. every once in a while and every so often, it's nice to get out there. And that's why I do maybe about four or five of these a year tops. Yeah. And you get out there and, and meet some of the folks that you've been talking with. I mean, uh, you know, I went to uh, last year was was wonderful. I stopped out in Ohio. I was in Kentucky. I went to Texas. Uh, you know, met a lot of folks that I hadn't met over the years yeah. and it's good to see like Jeff Stewart and Ron Bowles and, you know, Charlie Raymond and David meeting, you know, David for the first time in, in, you know, actually Kentucky and then saw him a month later in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be good to see you again too as well in person, David, and it'll be good to see Eric Altman and, uh, you know, next year he's bringing back the Bigfoot camping adventure, so that's going to be out there for 2023 which is awesome uh this year uh um david uh uh, yeah Uh, peter weimer is bringing back the chautauqua lake bigfoot expo so that's going to be towards the end of the year and then a week after is squatchachusetts uh run by uh or uh squatch run by squatchachusetts and john wilk so it's going to be a quite a, a fun filled year so far and yeah and I
0: mean, if anybody gets out to some of these conferences and you see old steve culls there you know and you go up and and grab a hold of him start talking to him he will talk to you i've seen it i've seen it you know you know some of those people that act like oh you know well i don't know but if you go talk to steve he's like he's like hey bud, how's it going you know he'll talk to you and, absolutely uh, that's one thing I do like about my buddy Steve. You know, he's not uh not uh what do they call that? Uh, with people
2: Standoffish. S-
0: sort of Stand status off. thing like yeah, yeah. No, no, Steve's not like that. <laughs>
3: no, not at all. And I will talk about anything and uh Yeah. Anybody no, not anybody, but I'll talk about anything. <laughs> I'll talk about anything you guys want. I, I've talked, <laughs> I, I've had people, you know, talk to me about their beliefs and, uh, you know, I've talked to the shape-shifting crowd and I've talked to the the, the people that think that, you know, Bigfoot UFOs are, are that. And, yeah. you know, I, I listen to their story and I listen to their sides and I offer them my my stuff and uh, offer them in a, in a friendly and in fun manner. There's no reason to take anything personally. Yeah. In fact, I appreciate the the camaraderie. I mean, yeah. we're all in it to see this mystery solved in one form or another. So, mm-hmm. so it never, uh, it never goes without saying. Um, but yeah, I, I, David, you have any plans for investigating this year or are you just waiting for, you're just <laughs> waiting for those reports to,
2: um, I actually, I mean, the, uh, area that, uh, two areas that I mostly look at is the salt fork area. And then right across the street from my house is Woodbury and Coshocton where, a lot of Don Keating's old uh, reports are from part of the Sasquatch Triangle, which is what the conference is named after. And, um, you know, 2018, when I was in the woods a lot, um, I had a good uh, idea of where the action was or where the uh, uh, hopefully in- individuals were in the woods. I could get close, at least get to a point where I was, you know, pressuring them enough to get whoops or knocks or something, maybe to start tracking me a little bit and but uh after covid um one i'm a therapist so physical therapist so my job got really busy and um wasn't able to get out in the woods as much and now that i go to the areas that used to be active it's not active anymore so i don't know where they're at right now
3: oh chris is ladies I'm and sorry. gentlemen chris is opening a ski yeah that's,
2: there uh, you go
0: i'm sorry guys this microphone y'all you know. I have to be really careful with anything it picks up.
3: So oh I can hear it pouring. <laughs> so. Really?
0: Oh my god, you can hear that.
3: And in the background you hear I'm sorry,
2: so. you guys hear
3: me take a sip yeah. and
0: swallow and stuff. I apologize. But this 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 microphone Steve got me, it's just you know
3: it's it's pretty kick butt. <laughs> <Really. laughs> Thanks, <you>, Steve. <laughs> oh anytime, my brother. But yeah, so I. Oh, so yeah, there's some some talk in the chat about the, and we had talked about that previous to uh, coming on the air about the the Matt Moneymaker Don Keating banter at the OBC, and I heard that was classic.
2: Yeah, that was uh, a little surprise for me. I guess uh, I didn't go and I had a couple people email me about it and. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Don been here for so long and was doing research even before the BFRO was started. And uh, sometimes uh, when people kind of uh, uh, kind of stretch out and, and uh, work a certain area, there can be some uh, hard feelings. And uh, I think that was a surprise by everybody and that uh, him and Matt uh, actually... Uh, had a lot of history together Either knowing people or knowing reports That happened in Ohio And maybe for the first time They saw each other as uh, as Fellow researchers uh, Rather than someone that was competition oh.
3: Yeah, you know and, and I think, you know As people get older They get a little wiser sometimes they get a little, uh, You know Some people get more cantankerous I get more forgetful get, but, yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I, I don't quite want to consider myself a dinosaur yet. You know, people think I'm – stop raising your hand there, Bennett. You're only a year older <laughs> than me. <laughs> um, uh-oh, OT is in the house. OT, Welcome. Robin Rose is in the house. Uh-oh. Robin? Kevin? <laughs> he said squirrel. I think you mean porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh. speaking of getting older,
0: uh, <laughs> it seems like to me my brain is picking back years ago. Uh, Don Keating was doing a lot of research, and he had a VHS video of a white Sasquatch. Now, wasn't that mm-hmm. taken somewhere near? Uh, 2.7 2.
2: miles away from my house
0: okay okay
2: wow. so that was right dab and Woodbury he uh, actually was doing some uh, filler for a documentary that he was working on about right. the um, uh, the uh, r- in richness of the calorie count in the, in the southeastern Ohio uh, forest yep. and, and countryside farmland and I just heard- filmed it and actually put the uh, f- uh, f- uh, tape uh, in like a storage box or whatever mm-hmm. and then when he went back to it uh and started looking at it he's like what what was that yeah you know, there was something large and white running behind him right. down uh, old gravel coal road and uh, i've been there many a times and there uh, until recently there was a lot of action going on there but for some odd reason the ohio department of natural resources has cleared cut about three or four acres around that area and <laughs> i just don't think it's the same chris has yeah. run
3: into a similar <laughs> yeah. situation where he was kind of interesting mm-hmm. yeah, and you have it. an area
0: that's uh pretty uh pretty busy pretty regular siding area with uh, sasquatches and then next thing you know the forestry service comes in and doesn't burn huh that's interesting but uh, yeah, I, I remember that. And, and I remember the uh, best I can recollect now, okay, we're talking about an old memory and an old brain. But uh, Don was talking about that and it was purely by chance and by accident that he got that. And then found out later yeah. when he was reviewing it, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> what is this on here? You know,
2: Right. That, uh, and then there was a video uh, that uh, I found in our local library, it was a VCR tape and it was, a, it was Don Keene's White Bigfoot, and it had the original documentation. Uh, and then later on at one of his Ohio Bigfoot Conference, Dan, Danielle Perez from the Bigfoot Times was out, and they were actually investigating length and distance and trying to figure out height. And uh, uh, that was real interesting on that tape. Yeah, those were
3: the, you know, those VHS days were the good old days. You know, a lot of people don't remember those. Um, I I mean, what year did you get into
2: research, David? I I don't know. I guess you're transitioning to fan, fanboy to enthusiast to researcher. So I would say probably 2013, 2014 was when I started actually going out in the woods and trying to put pen to uh, paper and start writing down my observations and and uh sightings or encounters what I was getting out there in the woods up until that point it was just you know wide eyes and oh my gosh that's a squatch that's a squatch and uh but i think that's about 2013 14 was when i started really you know settling down and trying to learn l- l- learn a little and, bit and write things down
3: and and for those who now now i'm going to show how much of a dinosaur i am but for those who who i May remember and uh, Kevin Morrison uh, popped in in VHS tape days, Larry lawn Ray Crow, um, the late Ray Crow. Um, you know, those were the days. Um, you know, I, I got into this in 98 and I started researching really harder in 99. And it wasn't until I think about 2008 or 9. Or maybe even 2010, when you know people started using phones to videotape rather than, yeah. uh, or even digital media was a little slower between like 2003 to, yeah, um, and uh, you know the the software to manipulate and create Photoshop type of things and stuff like that just weren't there. Right. So when I got started, even through like 2005 film was still a thing for cameras and videotape vhs tape super eight mm-hmm. um not super eight but uh hi8 vhsc uh they were you know they were a medium and those were the days because you know if you saw something on tv or even on a very early version of youtube which was basically that vhs tape somehow transferred to digital format which was available Obviously, you that you could take a VHSC tape or a VHS tape, and it, you would have to take it sometimes to, like, for example, when I got the Pridgin video, that came on a VHSC tape. I had taken that to a shop, which digitalized yeah. it and put it on yeah. a DVD, and then yeah. I could turn around and put that onto a commuter, computer and trans, transform that into a format, which could be uploaded. Yeah. So that was the, the basics, but what you could not do, was um, was uh, add these little digital you know hijinks that you right. know that we see in so much of this stuff, and yeah. it's not as prevalent. Uh, I mean, back in '98, '99, that you know, whatever, not everybody had this medium. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got a Bigfoot video, it was of interest to watch it because it was a rarity. Right. Now, yeah. everybody and their brother is putting out phone videos and, and digital video of what they think is a Bigfoot or maybe a Bigfoot. And it's kind of, you know, drowned the research field with um, over data, um, you know, you know, basically too much data to where it's really become more difficult over the last 10 years or so, 12 years to, you know, pull the wheat from the shaft. Um, so you I know, like back the then it was a lot easier.
0: The VHS deal, yeah, because if you were looking at uh, a Bigfoot video, okay, that's either a Bigfoot or it's somebody in a costume or a suit pretending to be a Bigfoot. There is no digital medium to be put inserting <laughs> a little fake Bigfoot in there, you know.
3: Yeah, that was really cool. And, and pictures were even more rare. And yeah. trail cam photos were... You know, even rare at the time, and you would get some, and they would be very. A lot of them are very, in fact, all of them are are can be pretty um, ambiguous at times. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's um, um, gonna be uh, um, now n- not too diverse, but I want to get back to one of the things I like about the Sasquatch Triangle Conference is that it's built and geared. More towards researchers than it is, I would say, necessarily towards the enthusiast. Like you have the, these expos, like, like the Sasquatch Calling Festival that's in Whitehall. That's for your enthusiast. So what I tend to do, like I did at Kentucky, is I like to gear different presentations. When I'm in Whitehall, I talk generically. I talk about certain things. I don't get into like uh, the, the, the minutia of certain things. Uh, like in, in a scare fest or a, you know, where it's open to the general public. But when I'm at, a, like in Kentucky, I really start breaking things down and, and pulling things out. And one of the, one of the things, um, one of the things I love to do, and I'm going to be doing it at Sasquatch Triangle, is I'm going to be talking about forensic interviewing. I'm going to go off, a off topic of the Bigfoot thing because we got we got enough people talking about the Bigfoot phenomenon, what it could be, what mm-hmm. it's not. And I've talked about that in years past. But I think I want to give some insight on how to identify truthful people versus not truthful people and why people do certain things.
2: I, I think that's real important uh, when you're going out is uh, I always my one of my sayings that I don't know if I've coined or not, but I say your uh, uh, your experience is is a bunch of facts, and your emotions are attached to it. Now let's go back and try to ask some questions that uh, will hopefully stir some of those memories up, but um, then not to uh, drag them or or, or or point them into a certain criteria, but maybe try to um, work on you know the uh, other senses that were there and. Watch their body language as in, are they blinking? Are they looking away? Are they looking down? Are they stuttering? Are they kind of looking for thoughts? If you find somebody that had experience, um, it keeps them up at night. Uh, They know it left and right, up and down. And uh, they're not going to uh, lose track of, of their story. They want to tell it. And you can go back and ask the stupid questions like you didn't pay attention but they'll they'll nail it exactly the same way again they won't make it more interesting they won't elaborate more mm-hmm. um, they'll hit it on the on the nail each time
3: sure and, and you know it doesn't and I'll say this it, it, it does, it's not rocket science to talk to somebody and realize they're lying to you but it does take some practice sometimes especially when you deal with specific personality types and uh you know what i plan on doing is actually showing some real criminal interviews to show those types because there there is a similarity in how people act uh when they are trying to deceive Uh, it doesn't matter and where you get the most and easiest deceptions is when you're sitting across the table from somebody which i have done thousands of times um and and speaking with them and watching their body language as they try to dance around the events that just happened. And the funny thing is they'll try to dance. A lot of people will try to dance around those facts, uh, dance around stuff, even though you know the facts and you know the truth. And it's amazing how they will try. And it depends on the type of personality. And it's kind of funny because I, 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 I do it all the time in my, my uh, Sherry kind of, I don't know if she gets annoyed with me at times, but I'll be sitting. Well, I, I love watching these shows that, that have these interviews, or we'll be watching a crime show and something like that, and I'll see a detective start to talk to a uh, a potential suspect,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, I will say, "Up, oh, he's blowing it. He's blowing. It. This guy's going to shut down." Him. You know, and they do. <laughs> well, I want my lawyer up. Oh, yeah. You're too strong, or you, you know, or a guy comes on and he, this guy is really a sharp interviewer. And and, uh, sometimes it'll be like, I'll watch a crime thing and go, it's this person. Well, why do you say that? Because of the way he said this. And then eventually it turns out to be that person. It's just, after you speak to people so much, like I have, you end up, you know, it just becomes, you know, instinct at times. And, um, you know, what it does is, and people don't understand necessarily, you know, uh, they think, well, maybe you're putting too much into this, you know, behavior stuff or this interview stuff. But no, <laughs> uh, no, but you gotta the, know. the problem yeah. is, is, is if you focus on that in your initial interviews, you focus on that, it will save you a lot of time and a lot of hassle. You can streamline things. I don't know how many times it was like the primate behavior stuff. Everything relates to behavior. Everything relates to behavior. Primate behavior stuff will tell you whether or not you have a better chance of seeing, getting evidence, and actually getting your eyes on a creature, or ears hearing the creature, or evidence versus
2: spinning your wheels. And yeah. and, and I, the days, yep. Go ahead, I go just ahead. think that, and the and the other part is once you have their 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 moment in time written down. Um, then going to that spot and and, then trying to take it that next step. Why was it there? Why did it cross over? What was on the other side of the road that it was going to? Where was it actually coming from? I mean, you know, there's people that research Bigfoot for years and decades and never see one, and you're that person, that witness is lucky to, to get that off their bucket list. But now take that information one step further and try to figure out is this a one-time deal? Is this a behavior? Is this um, transition between uh, a uh, populace of, of food in one area to another area that's now going to be abundant here in the next week or so? So mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a fun part I like uh, getting the maps out and kind of looking at the uh, 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 land marks and and the land geography and and then seeing where was he going? Right. Exactly. It,
3: Exactly it, it all they're all pieces to the puzzle and to understand and mind you that it's been about I want to say about 11 years since I've been really working on the behavior and in, in, in fiddling with the behavior and understanding behavior. Chris can tell you you know I, he you know he sent me some maps and I sent him some yep. maps back yep. and boom it, it worked. Yeah. This is where you want to spend your time. This is where, if you can understand uh, how a primate necessarily thinks or an animal thinks for that matter, why, you know, why do, you know, we we spend so much time uh, in this field uh, looking at tree breaks and tracks and all this other stuff, other minutiae. But when it comes down to it, uh, why does a, why does a hunter go out in the woods and hit a specific area? It's because yeah. of, you know, they just don't pick any willy nilly spot yeah. there. They spend time. They spend the good hunters will go into the, the forest days before hunting season opens. They will look at the sign. They will understand the, the ecology. They will understand the habits. They will look at, you know, the trails, they will understand it and they will move in. So that's, that's what we need to do which which a lot of us don't you know there's so many groups and i'm not saying this for the the audience here generally I'm, i know i'm preaching to the choir you need to have that kind of approach of okay where have the sightings been where you know what is the behavior exhibited yep. what are the signs being shown and you take those three pieces and move what the interview does with your witnesses is make sure and ensures that the data that you're getting is accurate, is reliable, and is substantial.
2: That's the whole reason for forensic interviewing a Sasquatch witness. Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, And the uh, uh, idea is then uh, to uh, uh, follow up with the uh, the database and find out like with me and the area that I look at Don Keating and some of his observations and summaries that he came up with was matching mine. And I was happy that I was kind of coming to the same uh, summary or uh, uh, finishing as he was, you know, two decades later Um, in October and uh, April is our best months in, in Coshocton. And then if you're going to be out in the woods, that's the time to be. And, uh, I was, you know, seeing that and recording that. And some of the things that I was following up with, with, uh, you know, roadside, uh, sightings and going out in the woods and just having my own experiences. And, uh, those are the days. And then I would read some of old Don's books about the Sasquatch triangle or whatever. And all of a sudden he's doing the same, he was doing the same thing I was doing. And I was like, i didn't know i was like yeah i was on the right path so i think the data won't lie it will continuously be repeatable and uh allow you to see patterns
3: and and understand and and this is something I, i i tread i i add with a little uh trepidation is that is that sometimes and and you know if people don't know that on my little hiatus i was on uh, one of the skeptic, uh, he, he's a writer for the Skeptical Inquirer, Kenny Biddle. I was on his show, and uh, we—I I think we had kind of ironed something out—is that when when I necessarily talk about data, I'm not talking about scientific data. I'm talking about investigative data. There is a there is a difference, um, you know, is that where we look for patterns in behaviors, and that not always is repeatable sometimes. Um, You know, the, um, let let me, let me give you a really good example. Uh, And this is something uh, when I lecture about, you know, retail security, and I do those things too. Um, But uh, years ago, uh, some twin, I apologize, but this is all relevant to our mystery. Um, because being a good investigator and being able to interpret data and when I say data, I don't mean, well, I mean, it could mean scientific data, but also things such as, uh, accounts and, 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 um, locations and stuff like that and in directions and in all that stuff, that's all part of the data set, whether it be reliable, whether it be, um you know that that's up for interpretation because as an investigator yes you get information sometimes that's not reliable but uh, i digress the the reason why um, and, and scientists are befuddled by this well you know where well, you, you got to repeat the experiment you should be able to have these repeatable you know results mm-hmm. but but <laughs> but here's the thing biological Beings are dynamic. You can't always expect a repeat of something. Just because a dog buries a bone in this part of the yard today doesn't necessarily mean it will do it tomorrow. Yeah. Right? It all depends on what their perception is. So, therefore, data isn't always repeatable when it comes to what necessarily you know, and that annoys the hell out of me because I'll give you a great example in retail security. Many, many years ago in 1993, 1994, there was a couple of companies called Checkpoint and Sensormatic that came out with these systems. that, if you put this little tag on an article of clothing or a piece of merchandise and it's not deactivated at the register, it will set, these sensors off at the door, these pain-in-the-ass things, right? Everybody has had an annoying time with those. um, They said, oh, this will cut down your theft by an immense amount. So all these companies across the United States spent billions of dollars into these systems. Me knowing personality, me knowing... Shit, yes. this may work for a little while, but it's not, and, and and these companies are still spending money on these things that don't work because the thieves now just take them and, and break them off, or they don't care. They just keep on going. So, what's the sense of having them anymore? You know, the deterrence factor is about that much now. As people become and adjust the effectiveness goes down. So, again, dynamics, you know, what may have worked 10 years ago certainly does not work today. And I see companies still wasting billions of dollars each year into this crap. It doesn't work. It's saving them a few bucks because not even, as far as my personal observations go, no thief cares about that. They'll bust it open out of the package or take it out of the package. And people say, well, you see, it, gives, it makes them spend more time. But it, as time will show, either one, uh, they, they do not do anything about it, or two, um, uh, they don't care about it. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's just one of those points that you cannot, what data is, is dynamic when it comes to biological being. It will always change. That's my adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. The thing about being repeatable, you know, if you get an area where you've got, uh, you've had Bigfoot sightings and stuff, you may get a, a repeat sighting in there, but it doesn't mean that if you go to this same area, this certain time of day, every day, you'll have the same sighting. No, and <laughs> I wished it worked that
3: way. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Yeah, it just, it it, it won't. Um, uh, You know, some people say, well, a deer goes, yeah, but a deer is not a primate, which, you know, certain animals react differently to certain things. Um, And it all depends on...
0: With the exception of this this year, normally on March the 6th, uh, every year I have a routine. I go to a certain area to where I had a sighting in 2010. And, uh, you know, just... By chance, you know, in case they happen to be in that same area uh, on that same date for some reason. And, uh, you know, it's never happened, no, not not, again. But, uh, uh, you know, there's always that chance, and you're they're always there's always that hope. But uh, it's so far, it's not been repeatable. And uh, that's uh, the bad thing about it, you know. And if you get an area <laughs> to where you've got to have a lot of sightings, if you spend a lot of time in that area, you will change that. You, I, I, believe you will change that. You'll, you'll turn a hot area that had a lot of sightings into a cold area because they'll leave. I believe it in my heart. Uh, if there's too many, if there's people out there in the woods shining lights at night and stuff every night, dude, I think to me, in my opinion, I think they'll bug
2: out on you uh, because
0: I wouldn't stay there. <laughs> oh, As Jeez. does they, any animal.
2: They, I, yeah. Yeah. they might move uh, or they mm-hmm. might uh, circle the wagons and go to another spot to, uh, mm-hmm. to get away from you. But I, I still think if someone's, you know, being a pain in a butt in your neighborhood, I think Steve <laughs> yeah. talked about this in Kentucky. If someone's being a pain in the butt in your neighborhood, you're going to keep an eye on them. But if yeah. he walks into your house, then it's a whole different uh, ball game than how you right. react. So yeah. I, I think uh, if you're in the neighborhood, they're going to keep an eye on you and they're going to be happy when you leave. But, if you get a little close to comfort, that's when that's when the hackles come up, and that's when their strategies of getting you right. out is going to escalate. Right. Well,
3: you know, and, and you know, David has you know grasped that 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 whole concept is that you find their territory, but you don't encroach it because once you encroach it, you're you're gonna yeah. you're gonna push them out. So what you need then to I, do is get near it and get them curious, and that's yeah, always I'll, been my.
2: Yep. I get close and I sit down and I might take uh, whistles or little, little noisemakers and just sit there a little bit and just play and, and just be uh, an observer. And uh, if I'm curious enough and then they're bored enough, they're going to, they're going to come towards me. Um, so uh,
3: Nick says said my, mo- my ex's mom's meatloaf is a scientific experiment that might repeat on you, if it doesn't kill you first.
2: <laughs> yeah, that...
3: that—that's. Uh, you know, uh, well, that, that, you know, I, I have one question for Mick. Does it glow in the dark? Because <laughs> I don't Does think meatloaf was supposed to glow in the dark. I mean, <laughs> I'm, my my ex-wife used to make me toast. How the hell could it have bones? I don't know, but it did. Well, stop
2: the well, go ahead, the go one ahead thing down. about uh the uh, over at the Ohio bigfoot conference you got to talk with people and uh i did get uh, a couple reports from people into the areas uh that i research and i got to do some follow-up and one was in woodbury where a gentleman was bow hunting in an area that i really haven't set foot in of woodbury and i was excited because where they normally have been, and I don't know where they're at now. Uh, this is a different area that I've not stepped into. So if I got a, I got a report in a um, another branch of Woodbury, I want to go and walk that and see how I feel, and and sit and listen and uh, see if that um, area can, uh, you know, strike some strike some gold for me with um, that that uh, bow hunter's uh, 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 sighting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, I myself, am working on one as well. Um, I meant to, to contact her a couple of weeks ago, but like I said, my work schedule has been a little hectic lately. Uh, we were going to bring back the show a couple of weeks ago. And it turns out we had an, an emergency thing at work that I had to, to attend, which took me out a whole Sunday. It would not have been a good day. And then I was like, last week, I was like, I just need to, to kind of reset my mind a bit. Um But, yeah, uh, you you got to hunt down the leads. You got to – what's the matter, Chris?
0: Jay, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, Jay.
0: In Kentucky, you go on someone's property, you be careful. You could get shot, yeah. Well, the trick to that, though, Jay, first of all, you ask for permission. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's really important. And normally, you know, I won't go on nobody's property that I don't know and that I haven't already talked to, you know. I got that.
2: I use that on hunt and mm-hmm. uh, it's a, uh, hunter's uh, app and it shows you landmarks and it's pretty accurate. Yeah. And uh, at least here in Kashawkt and uh, since I've been here almost 20 years uh, and the therapy that helps me cause I've treated most people or their family members or whatnot. So if I can find uh-huh. a name to attach yeah. to a couple, 10 acres, I usually can get track them down and, and get at least permission and, uh, you know, I just say, I'm not going to hunt. I'm going to look for, you know, mushrooms or, or even I'm just, uh, checking out some, uh, birds in the area and yeah. I'm not a hunter and usually you can get permission, uh, word of mouth. And I just, uh, sent them a text and they sent a, yep, you, you have permission. And then there you go. Yeah.
0: Makes a big difference. Just a little, little, thing, you know, <laughs> yep. a little, well, we,
3: uh, you know, and I've said it for years before, I mean, when you're, you know, it's very important to know where you are Mm -hmm. Um, because you can go on to private land and not realize it. And then people wonder why some people are armed. Well, I'll tell you why it's not because of the Bigfoot. It's because of the bear and people, Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I've walked a lot of land in my day and you never know if you're going to walk into a grow operation or a meth lab in the middle of the woods or anything like that. And, and Don't take Steel. too kindly if you know, especially <laughs> even if it's illegal. You know, you may not be on somebody's property. You may be on public land, and you walk into this grow field or this, or there's a shack yeah. over there, and also it's yeah. a meth lab. You know that that's being hidden there. It's not on somebody's property. It's being purposely on a public piece of land. Yeah,
2: you need, to, one, of you the, need one of the one of the rangers up here in Woodbury. I talked to him and kind of. Uh, roundabout we started talking about me doing you know sasquatch research and stuff and he 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 said basically if you have a hunter make sure you have a hunter's license or a fishing license that way we kind of have the appreciation that you're you've paid for the resources to be protected and saved and with that uh no fires no drinking and uh be careful out there he has more uh, time watching out for drug sales and meth uh, being uh, burnt uh, made. Then he has to worry about some guy running mm-hmm. around and, and looking for Bigfoot. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, the idea of uh, letting someone know where you're going to be at. So you if you come up missing, uh, they got at least a search party for you uh, to find you if, you if you're injured. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, go for it.
3: And the, the other thing, too, is, and this is just a word to the wise. If if you go out with, and you got to be careful who you go out squatching with. If you don't know people, um, you know there there's times you know you bring people out, if they show up with a cooler full of alcohol. Hey, eh, they may not be the person to be on the team, or they may not be the person to, and, and you laugh. But I, I hear about, you know, every once in a while, some some people saying, well, I went out on so and so, or so with so and so, or not with a particular person, but this group. And you know, at nighttime they start cracking open the beers and stuff like that. No, no, no. no. If if they're doing that, then that's danger. You know, that's a keg party. We, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I've always had a, a rule, and we've never cracked open alcohol. We've never brought alcohol to any of our yeah. things. Yeah. Um, you know, unless there was a day specifically set aside for that, right. I, I don't no, no. recall one because you know what? I don't necessarily like. Uh, drinking at all unless I'm home in my own abode. So, because right. uh, where I have a driver, um, I will not drink out in the woods. I just don't do it. It's too unsafe of a, you know, yeah. it's a safety risk because if something happens well, in the middle of the night, like a bear right. comes in, you got to yeah. have your facilities. You that's the thing be- when you go in the woods, Steve. You're on mission.
0: You you've got a goal. You've got to set cup. It's not time to party. It, you've got you've got a goal you've got to accomplish, and and that's that's what that's all you're there for. And uh, you know if you were going to have a a mission to have a keg party, okay, that's
3: a different that's a different kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but uh, oh. no, Don uh, Woodbury, he's talking about Woodbury, Ohio. Yeah, Ohio.
2: Yeah, we have uh, twenty five acres of our own land that's butts up against or across the street from it, and we we spend time putting up signs and keeping people out from. Anything from deer hunting, squirrel hunting, turkey hunting, and morel uh, mushroom hunting. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, just across the street, guys, there's 22,000 acres that you can go, go hit. Don't hit my land. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Salt Fork is a, an incredible area. Although I think the park has been a bit overworked over the years. And unfortunately, there's people, like the Squatch Master and uh what's that other goofball with the Nate he's kind of dropped, he's kind of dropped out of sight, the Bigfoot tooth guy. He's kind of dropped yeah. out of sight since I kind of beat him up a little Put bit with the hammer. Yeah. yeah, um uh you know that, that's the other issue too, is that there are, you know, when an area gets so much fame like Salt Fork did, it can bring out some bad elements. Um well, the other part was some,
2: the other part was funny is that um, John Hickenbaum is the naturalist out there at Salt Fork, and uh, he was in uh, kind of a funny con- uh, uh, conspiracy uh, when COVID hit. They couldn't do any uh, public face-to-face, uh, you know, hikes or activities, and uh, so a lot of the naturalists in different parks got to do coyotes and box turtles and and red-tail hawks, and they asked. Because of Salt Fork, they asked John to do Bigfoot, and so he uh, called me up. And since we, I help him with the Bigfoot hikes that we do on a public uh, once uh, Saturday a month uh, during the summer. We've been doing that for like seven years now, and it's great for the education and the awareness mm-hmm. for the people. Uh, we get to somewhere like around a hundred to three hundred people, and I'm not lying one bit. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we he goes you know, we go down, uh, I go, uh, it's an owl hike, and we'll have 10 people show up. He says, we say Bigfoot hike, and we've had hundreds of people show up. And I'm lucky to have a great group of friends uh, from Ohio who show up, who are other researchers, and uh, we break them up into groups. We take them down the um, uh, trail. Uh, There's a a Bigfoot site in that area that we review, and we let them hit tree knocks and whoops and, and every once a while, once probably each season we have something return back or a call that we don't really know it's coyotes or anything. And I like the one dad was like, um, Hey, you guys got someone down in the woods doing that. That's pretty cool. I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> nope. The uh, one, our, our reputation is very important to us, don't hoax. Yeah. But I yeah. said right now we're, we're kind of worried about getting you guys out of the woods so that we can right. go investigate what that was. Yeah. <laughs> so let's turn around and walk out. <laughs> yeah, but um, John had that. Uh, he had a, a series that uh, he did on uh, Bigfoot. And he did a wonderful job. He really did his homework, and um, he did so well. They had over a million hits. Even like Matt Moneymaker was impressed by you know how many uh, views that that uh, that, that uh, video did. So they gave him permission to do a five-part series, which I was happy to um, help him uh, get some of the information and actually help him with one of the the, the, uh, episodes. And uh, what was funny was some of the um, uh, uh, group or online talk uh, groups were saying, oh, now Ohio ODNR recognizes... Big the existence of Bigfoot and stuff, and he's like, "No, that's not what the case was. It it was just to pass the time and uh, educate the, the group of uh, people on what Salt Fork has to offer." Yeah. and uh, it was it was kind of funny because uh, it was this you know, UFOs come out now. The government's saying Squatch is a lot, you know, alive and well in Ohio, and he's like, "That wasn't what the the just of it was. It was just for fun and and education."
3: Right. So there's a few uh, uh, a few comments. Mick um, uh, made a very interesting. I won't mention any of certain researcher who insists they can only research in the field where high, Ugh. Hmm. Uh, and they claim that Sasquatch are more likely to approach humans if they're high. I say it's just to get them wasted. Um, <laughs> and in reality, in reality, you don't know how dangerous that is. You know. Yeah being impaired oh. in the woods is a bad bad
0: bad idea, yeah. Yeah.
3: That well, idea.
2: where where we were uh, researching here in Woodbury there it's a uh, old reclaimed uh, coal mine lands that have high walls and 60 foot drops out of nowhere if you don't know where you're going you got bad footing or bad uh, uh, light source you're, you''re you could be in trouble real quick.
3: Now Faster Man 3 has a great idea. I say, "Well, that's fine. We don't care about the Bigfoot getting drunk." The researchers <laughs> <it> shouldn't. <be." laughs>
0: well, there was that uh, one video for that beer commercial. They built a bar in the woods for Sasquatch. You remember that? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah,
3: yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That it's was a great a commercial. huge. Thing. <laughs> it was a great commercial. Oh, the big bar with the uh but, You yeah, know,
0: it's it, it's dangerous enough. Uh, I I I'll, in the woods and you know it doesn't matter even if you're out in the woods regularly and you live in an area where they have rattlesnakes copperheads water moccasins, like we do uh you know you can be walking along and then uh next thing you know what was that i don't know hey what's this rattlesnake hanging off my leg for you know <laughs> and you know if you're not got a clear head uh you're not going to know exactly what to do about that
3: ah uh. Mr. Steve, uh, yeah, someone has to create a story to end up on four one. Is this been kind of stone? Good say, Steve. <laughs> <It's> very true. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, the uh, it's so hard sometimes because you know one of the things that you have to look at, and this is something that I myself find myself guilty of is that you can have a bias towards someone. Um, oh, if he's saying it's real aid, it can't be. you got to get out of that mindset. You have to evaluate it separately, no matter what you think of a person. So somebody is, gets excited over something, well, let's take a look at it first. Let's not just automatically, you know, throw it in the trash. Because even some of the worst researchers can find good evidence. It happens. You know, I I I've seen some some <laughs> bad investigators Happenies. in my day. I, I've seen I've seen some bad investigators fi- solve some incredible crimes just out of pure luck or just being at the right place at the right time. So, you know, not that I'm a super sleuth, um, but I, I I know my craft um, and I apply it. Uh, and if I have a weakness, and this is something we should all think of, if you have a weakness in a certain area, don't be afraid to ask, or don't be ever be afraid to say, I don't know. Uh, you know, one of the things years ago, people used to ask me, "Well, how many Sasquatch do you think there are in the United States or North America or some variant? Um,
2: um, <laughs> um well, you know, my thing is I don't necessarily have an answer, but it <laughs> has to be I. if if I think it's a a living breathing bre- bleeding breathing breeding creature that's uh, not into this the UFO or the woo area, not to discount those or or say, but if I'm just believing that's it's flesh and blood, it has to have a viable population. So, what is a viable population? That would be the definition and how far can they travel? to maintain that and um you know one of the things i i uh, was interested in i got a book that has uh, tracking of different animals marine animals uh, cougars moose birds and they've they've uh, add a uh, tracking device to them and they've collected this data of how far these uh, creatures will go and fly and migrate and it's just incredible uh, the, the distance that some of these uh, animals uh, travel just to live. And so um, so that would be the you know my part of my answer is trying and maybe not give them a, a live uh, number, but just say that it has to be higher than what we're hope that we think it is right now just because of the the need for it to continue to be relevant.
3: Right. And, and, and you know what? I am not a scientist. I'm not an ecologist, a biologist, or any of that. I'm a mere lowly investigator. Um, my, my specialities are in other areas, not in that particular area. So although I may have some general knowledge of ecology and biology enough to apply to my craft, I do not have that enough information to say with any authority how many sasquatch there may or may not be um you know and that's that's my answer to that um um (laughs) matt says late please start over thank you
0: (laughs) well you know there that's that's actually that's that that's a a trick question that a lot of reporters will ask that want to do one of these interviews to make you look like uh you know the the guy, the, the Bigfoot guy. Okay. You know, well, uh, what they
3: what they try to do is they try to loop you into making statements that you cannot back up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like uh, they they had Knowledge? asked me they had asked me many years ago on, on a local channel, WMYT channel thirteen, uh, they did a bit on the bridging video many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And they asked me, is that a Bigfoot's? and i said no i said what we have something here is that uh, what makes the film interesting is we have something there that we at least know is not human right. uh, not necessarily saying it's a bigfoot so that is uh, <laughs> and everybody's coming up there with their own predictions lockbeard says a million <laughs> pat pat has got the price's right answer tonight yeah, With number. 85 453 <laughs> Faster man says it's well more like exactly 10,720
0: You know, but those uh, those types of questions uh, with uh, news reporters and stuff. That's why I I won't do interviews. No, if uh, somebody calls me up wanting interview sorry, not interested.
3: Oh, I Uh, love doing
0: interviews. Pound sand or whatever. Yeah, that's Steve though. Steve can do those interviews. He's the he's the media guy.
3: What they always try to do in, in, in the media, and you know, I have a whole section on the media. On uh, dot com, which I've mm. had up for years, is they always try to loop you. And David, I don't know if you've had much experience being interviewed, but they always try to loop you with. So what are your thoughts on UFOs? Um, <laughs> and so usually what I answer well, is my well, the thing on, is,
2: I usually go with I've had experiences with UFOs, uh, and I and if you want to hear those stories, I can be more than happy to tell you, but I've not had a connection between a UFO and a Bigfoot sighting, so I mean, I love the idea of, of UFOs and and ghosts, even, but I don't have the time nor the um, uh, interest to try yeah. to combine the two uh, i but can I can only do one I, you know how to shut' them down with that question
3: is I'm sorry, but my area of expertise is sasquatch, not necessarily um. UFOs so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I'd rather not discuss that particular topic and you know here it is you see there's that term you know because when the media comes to you you're the expert I know people hate that term mm-hmm. amongst ourselves we're colleagues but when the media comes to you or the general public comes to you you're the expert expert is a frame of reference it's not a title it's a frame of reference for example, um, a plumbing convention, and I've always said this, a plumbing convention, you know, there aren't experts there uh, amongst themselves. They're all colleagues. But you know what? My my uh, my faucet breaks. Uh, I may know how to fix it, but the real expert is the plumber because he's been trained to do that or he's researched how to properly do that. Just like small engine stuff. The expert is... Right there compared to me
0: David Yeah, wow. But,
3: but no. maybe to another mechanic
0: No I'm not expert
3: Well you are to me Because I would say Chris How do I fix this You would be the expert in that case It's a frame of reference But amongst mechanics You may be the novice So expert is a, is a frame of reference It's not a yeah. title So people get yeah. over that you know, by saying there are no experts. Well, there are no experts amongst ourselves, but when the GP comes in and starts asking you stupid questions like, how does he get around by himself? Obviously, you are the expert now because that dumb question. Yeah. So.
0: How many Bigfoots are there? Well, I know there's at least three. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if there's any more than that, but I know there's at least
3: three. There you go, see? The guy who bought her house was a plumber who, well, should have not replaced light fixtures without his help. Why, do you turn on the switch and get water? That happens. Uh. (laughs) That's right out of the Three Stooges. Remember that one episode where the plumbing, Uh. we will go. And um, they turned on the light switch and the light bulb filled up with water. Remember? Um. Oh come on, folks! You gotta remember that. I remember that. Yes, I do. I remember that. Sure do. No. And don't forget the water letter router.
2: The, the router?
3: Yeah, he, oh. <laughs> he 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 put a hole in something. Oh, it's a water letter router, and he opened. It. He put a hole in the floor, and all the water. out. I remember out.
0: the holes in the boat to let the water out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. They did,
3: they did. that as well in in the plumbing episode. They just <laughs> did it in the bathroom, and all the water started going into the living room.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, um, I'm a I'm a child of the Stooges too, but I haven't watched it in several years. I remember Larry was out in the
3: front yard, and he he was digging around the front yard. He had tunneled himself out into the yard. <laughs> oh, God, oh there's so many. Um. But we digress. Yeah. There's nothing like a good little slash. You sure don't want to
0: bring those because people would die if they saw those today. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Classics. I can still do that. Anyway, um, so let's get the graphic. Let's talk about some of the folks that are going to be at this conference. And there's the the (laughs) motley assortment right there. (laughs) <laughs> mug, uh, shots. <laughs> mug shots mug oh, shots yeah, yeah there, there's me photo bombing i recognize a and couple there's don lurking
2: we with don i mean this whole yeah. conference wouldn't be uh 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 coming along without Don's support uh i was uh i got a chance to go bowling with him he loves to bowl and he is he, when he's hot he, he's unbeatable and uh <laughs> I was taking my punishment about 30 strokes, uh, 30 pins behind, and, and we just started talking about his old, the old conferences, uh, the old new, newcomer's town town halls, and, and like what you were saying about earlier, the, the researchers, the boots on the ground people. And back then it was free and uh, how it kind of grew up to where it's at now. And it's a different type of conference than it was originate, and I wanted to get back to that. And, uh, so I said, you know, I really can't get anything started unless I had someone to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, come out and and maybe speak. And, uh, he had gone uh, quiet there for a while and got out bigfooting completely. And some people didn't even know he was still alive. And, uh, for me to start just hanging out with him and, and, and been privileged lately to go out in the woods with him every once in a while, he's still sharp as a tack. And, he remembers dates and to- uh, telephone numbers and people's names. And, and it's just incredible knowledge that he has. And I think he's after the conference last year, he was really kind of appreciative and maybe kind of uh, uh, on his heels about how a lot of people received him, as in, you know, the, they were hungry for his books to come back out and get a copy of them because they were very, um, <sighs> They were very uh, hard to come by up until that point, so that was great you, to have him uh, even just poke his head out.
3: Hey, uh, Grass, I just want to say, um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not even sure if you can say that name on YouTube without getting booted off. So I'm <laughs> not going to say that name. <laughs> hmm.
2: So, but um, so, and then uh, after we got done, he he said he'd like to be the MC this year. So I'm very happy right. to have him back in any capacity and for him to to be the, he said, you know, last year, you didn't enjoy your conference, and, and I was glad when it was over with, I was proud when it was over with, what will we accomplish, but I didn't get to enjoy it, I didn't get to hear any of my speakers, I was too busy making sure people were happy, and things were going smoothly. And, um, yeah. uh, yeah. but this year he said, I will be the MC you sit down and you enjoy your, your conference a little bit.
3: So now somebody's saying Todd niece looks yeah. like somebody. Oh
2: no, 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 Let's not go. Sean Hannity. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just funny. <laughs> it's funny. But, uh, um, so with, with that, uh, you know, it started falling, uh, the, the pieces together and, uh, uh, you was there and I appreciated you coming down. Uh, we had no, a had a time. couple, we had a couple episodes where you had called me and I talked about some of the sightings and stuff and, and we hit it off and then we really kind of, uh, it was fun to go down to Kentucky where I've been at multiple times with uh, Charlie Raymond and have you guys come and, and see you guys in the, in the flush. And uh, that was yeah, really, we, we
3: actually dragged Bennett to show his face up there too. Yeah. Yeah. I helped with the your show. St- yep, you did. <laughs> you Sorry did. About like that guess. was awesome. And then there was the awesome fight with the Whippoorwill.
2: Yeah. And which we was at the last Kentucky two weeks ago. And uh, Mary Fisher and I was cooking for the group. Uh, we had uh, come on board to help Charlie out, uh, do a great expedition. And uh, there was a Whippoorwill, Whippoorwill. And Mary's like yells out, Would you mind? (laughs) We all just started laughing.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's so good to start. You know, see, it's nice to create a little legend. (laughs) Uh Uh
2: So and then the other person, uh, Eric, was uh, someone that I've always looked up to in the Pennsylvania area. He's had such a strong um, uh, he's had such a strong uh, presence in the Pennsylvania uh, Bigfooting community. And, uh, you know, he, he pulled me to the side and he says, I, this is, this is how it used to be. And, uh, that really resonated in, in what I was trying to do. And, uh, for him to, uh, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge that, uh, I said, um, uh, so what are you doing next year? And he just kind of smiled and I said, you know, would you want to be a speaker next year? And he, he just said, if, if this is what you're doing, uh, sign me up. I'm, I would be very honored to come back. So, I was excited to, to have him locked in too
3: you know should I should I start that rumor that you let him win at bowling that you're actually <laughs> like this tremendous bowler
2: yeah. <laughs> no no I uh, after after pr- I I've, I've probably bowled with him probably about 10 to 12 games and I've only won one and uh, I think I bowled hundred and eighty or 190 and that is like Killer oh, for cool. me, I had like two or three strikes in a row. I was like hot, so, and he. So the yeah.
3: the rumor I should start is the one game
2: you won, you cheated,
3: you actually corked his ball. <laughs> well, a little trick ball.
2: Uh, I, there are times when I I speak a little smack. I'm like looking at him and, and saying, saying, uh, "You sure you got the right shoe on the right foot?" Or you know, "Oh, look, there's a squatch," and he just kind of looks at me and just shakes his head. He gets serious. He he's a big time competitor. I mean. And he self, uh, self, uh, uh-oh, analyzer yes, you just
3: made an appearance. Ron,
2: Ron, Bull Ripple, Will. Do you mind? Ron was uh sporting a costume there at OBC. He was hey, uh, doing Mom the big hair. Hello.
3: Batman. Well, it's good to see all our friends coming yeah. back in. It's glad it's to see you guys horribly.
2: Um.
3: But needed some time. Every once in a while, I need to recharge the batteries, especially when mm-hmm. you know bullshit is happening. Part of my French, but um, it just gets on me. Where I just don't. Uh, it's really hard sometimes to put on a smile um, when it comes mm-hmm. to this. So I tend to go where I, my smile is more natural, and but <laughs> my smile returns. And I know I got this thing coming up next week, and I'm excited to see everybody. And <clears throat> there's a couple of people that. May not know who Todd Nisa is, uh, David. You want to kind of throw a little well, bio on on Todd? Yeah,
2: he had uh, a, a sighting when he was in the service, and I think he saw three Sasquatch that were walking away from him. And that really just uh, uh, sparked his curiosity, and he's uh, been researching there in Oregon for uh, a long time. I think one year he even uh, got himself a boat and they went up to British Columbia and did some, uh, did some squatching up there. Um, he also, him and his wife, who is on her own, uh, merits a excellent researcher, uh, Diane, um, that, um, uh, they started the, uh, beach foot, which is a easy kind of, uh, uh, by invitation only, but it's kind of like a, um, Bigfoot hangout camp out and they've had Peter Byrne out there and other celebrities who have done the research and have paid the price and done the miles in the, uh, in the woods and they come and they talk and it's just kind of a hangout and, 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 the West coast. I went there, I was one there one year and just absolutely wonderful, beautiful area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we developed a little bit of a friendship, uh, through that and, He was uh, supportive of Project Zoo Book, which was Amy Boo's uh, group that really is uh, interesting and connects researchers with uh, live, real scientists, uh, credentialed, uh, degreed uh, scientists, primatologists, anthropologists, and it's just an amazing group. And Todd was one of those uh, people in the Bigfoot world that was uh, giving us a a platform to to grow and, and speak. And so, uh, for me to to invite him out here to see my neck of the woods is uh, is really good. Um, the other part we was connected to is uh, when they had the um, uh, 50th uh, anniversary of the Patterson Gimlin film. Uh, uh, yeah. They had a shindig going on out there west, and he was uh, here at Salt Fork uh, speaking at Creature Weekend, and I had to uh, I had asked him just, hey, I got a campfire and some marshmallows and you want to just hang out and, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of get away from it. And him and, uh, Amy Boo and, uh, Ma- uh Mark Mazel was out and we was kind of getting the, um, uh, phone call from Diane about what was going on over at the, at the 50th anniversary, which was, uh, a big fiasco if I, if you ask me, but, um, it got to be kind of interesting to say the least.
3: Well, if you talk to uh, Todd and Diane, I'm, I've known him for years and I'm looking so forward to meeting them family and person. So
2: yeah. He's a he's a great guy, and I'm I'm very excited to have him come. And
3: and just so people know, he is he just wasn't in the service. He
2: retired from right. He retired and retired. Uh,
3: so he is a career military guy, which is yep. All my all my props to that.
2: Yep. And uh last two guys, the speakers, these guys have been around uh kind of hit the floor with uh when I was going out Bigfooting it was uh, I was hearing the things that they were doing out in the woods and recording and uh they're uh live around the Cincinnati area but they go mostly down into the Wayne National Forest and Shawnee mm-hmm. Forest and uh there's some really good uh, audio that they've recorded and and had a couple of spots on the TV about it and um they've come up and and squashed with me here in Coshocton and we've had some really Cool and interesting um uh things happen in the woods. One yeah. night we were out and a large uh, helicopter was following us in the dead of the night. It was two <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and they were hovering right over top of us, and <laughs> we had infrared, and we were shining it up to them, and they were hitting us with something with a white light or something, and and then finally they just took off. I don't know if they thought we were, you know, working a drug uh,
3: field uh, you know, or whatever or they could have thought you were poachers or it could have been oh, a, a dnr yeah helicopter. but yeah,
2: uh, yeah they, they, that was interesting because they they found us <laughs> we were we were waving to them so i don't think they they thought we were uh, after a while they kind of maybe yeah. got the idea that we were not necessarily up to no good but right. uh, uh we were like hey it's- this, you weren't running right. for
0: cover and trying to duck underneath bushes and stuff. Nope. Nope.
3: You know, the, the funny thing is, is there was to be so many people uh, in in the Bigfoot world that would be like, oh, the men in black were following us. <laughs> from above. They want to know what our Bigfoot is. Anyway. Well, Sorry. they wouldn't
0: follow you, Coles, because you're probably working for them, right?
3: Oh well yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. been that rumor too Oh he works for <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god yeah, uh, yeah. I, I work for the government and I'm pro Bigfoot come on yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: You're I'm a plant a, I'm a
3: plant I'm a plant Where I'm, I'm secretly filming Big Expedition Bigfoot Some payoff <laughs> and, Oh if- man uh, pass, you know, puff, puff, pass. You yeah. know, I tell you what, you know, it, it, if a certain person had been Chris Rock and I was Will Smith, I, I would have used an. I, it would have been. I would have used an iced tea. <laughs> I use a twisted tea.
2: Twisted tea. Oh. Um. Well, next
0: time you get back down to Kentucky, David, Maybe we'll see if we can't get out there and do a little trekking. All right. uh, See what's going on. I'll I'll show you some areas around here that not too many people know about. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm going to tell you. uh, I mean, I love my spots in Ohio, and there's lots of good areas. But uh, Kentucky has become my second home. With uh, doing the uh, expeditions with Charlie Raymond, he's uh, gotten some great spots, and and Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a great group of people down there, and uh, people like Thomas Shea and. Uh, you guys really got a got a good um, uh, atmosphere and camaraderie down there. That uh, you know, if it wasn't for Ohio, I'd be in Kentucky lickly spit.
0: I enjoy it. I enjoy Ohio. Enjoy Tennessee. Enjoy Kentucky. Matter of fact, it feels like you know, if I'm in if I'm in uh, Ohio or Tennessee, it doesn't feel like I've left home because. Uh, look out the window
3: and everything's the same. <laughs> so here's the million-dollar question. Million-dollar question. How much are you paying for gas? Uh,
2: just over four dollars. <laughs> How about you, Chris?
3: Oh, two ninety-five.
0: Yeah, no, I think we're like three uh, 3 three eighty-nine, three ninety-nine. Just depends, you know. Some places ten cents cheaper than others. Now, gas is but hitting four fifty They're keeping it here. below the four-dollar mark.
3: Gas is hitting 450 here. Oh, but but the good news is June 1st. I don't know why not May 1st, but June 1st, New York is uh, suspending the gasoline tax, which to make it go down 18 cents. Yeah. Oh, Bat Mom says 515 for gas. Ooh. Oh, Bat Mom. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's about four forty nine here, four forty nine, four fifty. And I see some people trying to fleece, and they're like four fifty five.
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you what: if you've got one of those flex fuel
2: vehicles,
0: oh. uh, that E eighty five is looking a lot better
2: now. Uh, you know. Yeah, right? I uh, I have that kind of a car that can do that, mm-hmm. and uh, it's three eighty right now. And mm-hmm. uh, when I filled my gas tank the, the other day, when because I have to really pick the the locations to to fill up from that because right. uh, yeah. it's only in certain gas stations, but it was like uh, thirty eight dollars to fill my gas tank, and I haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah.
3: Now, okay, yeah. So Kevin says two dollars a liter here in Canada.
2: I have oh, no idea what that gosh, means.
3: That's... Oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> I have no idea that's what like that $8 means. Dollars a gallon. Oh my
3: gosh. Oh. that's a liter. A liter.
0: Yeah, is right. right. Well,
3: that's four like liters eight, will eight, we'll make it just like a little eight. over a gallon. Yeah. Almost $8 a gallon. My gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> Batmom says, yep, riding a bike, looking pretty good now. I am so glad I got the Bronco Sport and not the full-size Bronco. I'll tell you that much. Oh, wow. Um, so I But, uh, yeah, you know, that... E eighty
0: five. It's not. They don't really have it here locally. I'll have to drive like thirty five miles.
3: Me, well, to I, get let it. me tell you something. Uh, not, uh, we got off a little topic, but yeah, we're. I I, I used to use like E eighty um, five because I my Ford Ranger was a flex vehicle, and here's the interesting thing on my my old Ford Ranger uh, back in twenty oh five when I had it used to get. I used to get about on, on gas. I used to get about. Three hundred and twenty-five miles on, on a tank. All right With E eighty-five, I get about two hundred and
0: fifty. Yeah, yeah. Mileage so it, does it, go It's down. not,
3: it, you know, what after a while, I was like the E eighty-five. It just burns faster. It may be yeah. cheaper. Psychologically, I'm filling my tank up for lower bucks. Yeah. But I'm I'm not getting the I'm I'm not getting the mileage out of what I got at a regular. Yeah. So, um.
0: Well, there is a happy medium in there, too, and you can even do this on your regular fuel-injected vehicle that's not flat fuel. Uh, you Ron. can run about a 50-50 mixture in there, and they'll, they'll run. Ron.
3: I've done that. Yeah, Ron says it's a mixture of the let me and me and Ron back in Kentucky together again. Yeah, we were yeah, a pretty Ron. formidable duo. You're welcome back anytime, Ron. It was great having you, man. You know, it, it's always it's always that funny because I got my New York banter and Ron's got his Ozark banter and, you know, it was like Chris and I when we we're on the show, it, it's like, you know, it's just a perfect Ron's experience. a case
0: and here's a character and I love him death. Yep, and he came Ron, here, he was sitting right here. Right yep.
3: here. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, and, fun. Uh, yeah, Yeah, Don, Don over there in, in, in Vermont says the same price on my side of the pond. Mm. Which the pond is Lake Champlain or Lake George. Lake of George or Lake Champlain.
0: But uh, you know, there there are a few tricks though. You know, even if you don't have a flex fuel vehicle, your fuel injected vehicle, you can run up to a half a tank, 50-50 mix of E eighty-five and gasoline. Yeah, see,
3: there yeah. is the expert right there. See? It's all good. Yeah, it's
0: you can run no, no, no. I'm not no expert. I just you know. Hey, I had a like I've had a 96, I still got it, 96 Jeep. Grand Cherokee with the V8 in it, and uh, I ran uh, 100% E85 in it, and it's not a flex wheel
3: vehicle. Well, the next time I, I come down and see see you, I'm going to show you the three cylinder turbo that I have, yeah yeah I want to see is that is kind sure. of kind of a cool vehicle. It's a three cylinder oh, yeah. turbo in that Bronco Sport, and yeah. I get about 27 miles to the gallon of that. Yeah, oh, not. You know, pushing that weight it's not it's surprisingly
0: well, you know my my vehicle's got that five cylinder engine in it and you would think it should be pretty good gas mileage you know but no 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 it does about the same as a 350 chevy about 14 miles to 16 miles to the gallon maybe and that's it you know you're not getting any better than that and that's really been painful here lately <laughs> really painful
3: you know, and I'm just just out of experience for those who don't know, we're going to ask an automotive question to Mr. Bennett. So if I put a lift package, maybe an inch and a half lift package, will it change the gas mileage if I do not change my tires? Uh,
0: I don't think if you, if you don't change your tires, I don't think it'll change your gas mileage. Okay. It could. You know, if you're raising up higher, uh, you're catching more air usually the lower you are to the ground, the less air you catch. But I wouldn't think it'd be that much, you know, but now let's say you put some big mutters on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're going to be changing your gas mileage drastically. <laughs> All right, so.
3: Well, I, I think the, the, uh, I think I'm using uh 17 inch tires, right? Or maybe 18 and yeah. it can fit up to uh, an inch higher, bigger tire, Yeah. even though I'm, I'm giving it because of the wheel, the wheel well. Um. yeah oh, Mix says yes. It will. It will change my ah. mileage a little bit. I don't know if it will change it for the better or for the worse.
0: Yeah, that's true. The aerodynamics will be changed. Yeah, it's raised up.
3: That's right. Because the not by the a ground. lot. I'm only I'm only talking inch and a half. And, and truthfully, yeah. it's um, not too much. Yeah. Between the models, the, the 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 um the the Bronco Sport Badlands, which is actually a it's an inch higher than the model yeah. I have um and it has a bigger wheel base and it has a four cylinder and that gets about 2423 miles of the gallon. so mm-hmm. you know i i'm raising an inch and a half which will put it a half an inch over the badlands yeah. um i'm considering so but i'm i'm going to i i was going to have a friend do it but i'm going to have it take it to a mechanic instead because i understand that it may you may have to adjust the steering a little bit to yeah. make sure the steering wheel is So, I don't know. Yeah, Mick says I'll lose about two to three miles a gallon. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it may change some. You know, but you're know, you not lifting it up that much, though. No, it's only an inch and a half. So, it's yeah. only that much. I'm lifting it by that. So. Yeah. Oh,
0: Donald. Said What's I up? wouldn't suggest uh, you do that too long. You're leaning out your fuel way too much. Yeah, well... That that's true. You, you you're you're leaning. It'll be a leaner mixture, but uh, if you've got a computer controlled fuel injection system, it'll detect that with the oxygen sensor and it'll allow the engine to have more fuel. So you know it'll automatically adjust it electronically the amount of fuel flow that your your engine gets. Mm-hmm. That's why you you can uh, now the E85 though uh, the flex fuel vehicles. They've got the plastic fuel line that that doesn't get eat up by methanol, or excuse me, by ethanol. Ethanol. And, uh, you know, but I think most of the older stuff has plastic fuel lines too, but some of it will have metal, you know, so yeah. But uh, yeah, I used to do that. Uh, If I'm in uh, Bowling Green or uh, Elizabethtown, some place that has uh, E85, uh, I'll get a half, a, whatever I'm driving. It doesn't matter if it's flex fuel or not. I'll use about a half. I'll put about a half tank of regular unleaded in it. Then I'll slip over to the E85 pump and put a half a tank of that in there with
3: it and mix it. Okay. So we got a lot of, of funny, good comments here.
1: We got uh, Ron who
3: says it's a government conspiracy. They raised the prices on gas so we can't afford to squash. I believe it, Ron. Uh, that, would be, yeah, believe that would be Yeah. Uh, Raptor Crazy says, I go to work on a riding lawnmower. It's 10 horsepower. I put 10 bucks last week, but I only go about three miles an hour down the highway, and that's without the lawnmower blade running. (laughs) Well, you
0: know, you could also uh, engage the mowing deck and mow the side of the highway and make it look nice,
2: you know. (laughs) Yeah, you can pick up some side jobs and uh, get a little pay on the way back.
3: Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious, all the conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh man
0: but see that's the thing too if you get uh regular unleaded and premium unleaded uh the only difference is the not it's got more ethanol in it the, the premium has more ethanol and everybody hates ethanol in their gas and i do too you know but for cars it's probably okay they can they can handle- i I
3: have Lawn heard that mowers? too. Oh, yeah. I, I have heard that too, Ron. That's supposed to get you better gas yeah. mileage by putting helium in the tire. Huh. Because helium is lighter than air. I've actually heard that. Huh. You know, you could be like the Hindenburg and put hydrogen in the tire.
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh. Um, sorry. Put hydrogen in <laughs> my Tires, yeah that'd be great
3: ron that was that was hysterical, just by true, but leave it to me to turn that into a oh goodness
0: gracious so uh, yeah the ethanol fuel is is terrible, and everybody's got it now everybody's got it, um, you know,
3: Chris, why is that that you know people remember the Hindenburg, and that was like ninety years ago,
0: yeah. yeah because of hydrogen yeah yeah people tend to remember big things like that i don't want to say like uh, the words and stuff but uh people tend to remember big things like that but
3: uh and how many words do we really need for that kind of craft if you think about yeah. it yeah I, I mean we have a zeppelin we have a, yeah. a blimp we have a yeah. divergible what's yeah. the difference <laughs> we have any experts that can tell us what the difference is between those three Anyway, let's get back to the Squatch. <laughs> yeah, we're uh,
0: we're off topic here. <laughs>
3: um, but every once in a while we go off topic. That's our charm, Chris. <laughs> um, so how many hours, David, does it take to put together this kind of conference? Just out of curiosity, because well, people I think mean- it's really easy, but it's not.
2: Yeah, Well, you know, the one of the first things I did is uh, I talked to a couple other people who have run conferences, and they gave me some notes, and I uh, wrote them down. And, you know, uh, first off, you go to the state of Ohio, and you uh, claim uh, you establish a LLC, and you're going to protect yourself and your assets so that uh, if something goes wrong, they can't uh, take your house away or sue you for uh, damages. Uh, so, I went and got an LLC in the state of Ohio. Uh, f- uh, label uh, got uh, my tax ID, and uh, so I could be able to report things uh, when I uh, have money coming in and out of the house. Um, mm. So that was the first thing. And then the initial cost was, uh, uh, you know, getting a projector, getting a screen, uh, getting uh, things that were the. Uh, going to be used over and over and over again. So researching what's out there, what's affordable and, um, yeah. purchasing, uh, I, you know, every conference I would go to, I would go up afterwards and take pictures of what they were using and then go home and try to find out what was, what, what was, uh, in my budget that I could handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, uh, going out and in my community, one of the big things I'm trying to do is give back to my community. I'm really big uh, a supporter of Cushocton, so the two food trucks that are going to be at the conference are local. Um, the um, uh, gifts that I got the, uh, the speakers are belts uh, that have their names on it and Sasquatch Triangle on it. And that's from a local uh, leather uh, group uh, that works out of Roscoe Village, which is a a, uh, a partial historical village that you can go take tours living living history tours out of oh, cool. um, so uh you know i'm trying to give back to the community we're camping at the campgrounds and in in, in and then using the pavilion where you know the pavilion's big it's it's got lots of room uh, it's where the big bands used to play back in the old days and yeah. uh, so it's it's really a nice setting but I, I had other options, uh, but that year that we was trying to do all this was the COVID year, and mm. that was the place that was going to allow me to continue to move forward, even with under with Ohio's uh, uh, restrictive uh, COVID uh, numbers and and rules. So there's other great spots that I might look into in the future um, mm. that are local, but uh, right now the the pavilion is is a great place to have it.
3: Now, that's a great question. Are there any COVID restrictions right now in Ohio? Uh,
2: not right now. I th- uh, Even as a healthcare professional, we're still required to wear a mask, but uh, we are not doing uh, uh, extensive protocols with the COVID. I think I looked at Coshocton uh, today on the dashboard for COVID, and we've had zero, um, zero uh, new onset uh, uh, declared at the hospital. So... Uh, we're running like a seven-day zero uh, event, so I think it's good for for us right now.
3: Right, right, yeah. New York, we're we're kind of uh, we, you know, we're we, we're unmasked. In fact, a lot of the barricades and the stores are coming down too as we speak. Um, and uh, New York has kind of uh, our, our governor kind of got the pulse of the people. We're kind of sick of it. And uh, it's kind of said, well, we're not going to, we're not, even though cases may increase, which they have slightly in uh, a few of the counties, um, uh, we're, because there's now a, another variant, right. <laughs> um, you know, it's something we're going to have to live with. So we got to stop with the, the nonsense, I like, suppose yeah. now that most people are, should be vaccinated or whatever, but that's, um, up, oh, up. Oh. Brian Dort, thank you, Brian. Derrigibles are lighter than aircraft, and power can be steered. A blimp is lighter than aircraft. Doesn't have a rigid frame like a zeppelin would. Wait, thank you. Okay, there you go,
2: Brian. There yeah, you go, Brian. That was a great answer. Okay, now I know. Um, so. The other, the other thing that's interesting, or something that I want to try to do every year, is last year there was um uh, a animal rehab uh, center in town that are, are friends of mine. And uh, we had them come and do a presentation with the animals that get injured. They get taken to them and they rehab them and return them back to the uh, uh, wild. Um, They're going to be at the campground Saturday and they got a couple animals that they're rehabbing right now, which is going to be cool. Uh, I wanted them back just because everyone had a good time with them on Saturday. But uh, on Sunday, if anyone knows me personally, I have two uh, families uh, I I, am very passionate about is my Bigfoot family and research buddies, colleagues. And then I have a theater family. I also do community theater. And um, uh, this past year uh, I lost a, um, a fellow actor that I'd shared the stage with a couple times. And uh, we actually had a show where we were both the uh, the leads and a wonderful actor, incredibly uh, gifted and, uh, his son is currently in a, a play in Coshocton and uh, during Sunday before the matinee his his son is going to come to the conference and I'm going to donate a check uh, in nice. m- memory of his of his dad uh, which I just am, am lost uh, with because he's always that guy you look forward to being on stage with and uh, so um, this is kind of a, a one for me I, I get to donate to to something that I really love and appreciate it, but I do it in honor of a friend who I, sp- I shared many a stage uh, night with. Yeah. yeah.
3: My question is, when when are you having Steve Coles come in to play his Hamlet?
2: <laughs> to be or not to be—that is be? the question. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or not to be—that <laughs> yeah. is. The...
2: Oh man. <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> do you mind? That was awesome. Or don't you? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so, I mean, uh, it's got a little bit of everything. We're, we got a little bit of vendors, uh, mostly it's speakers. Uh, we got a couple, uh, it's not heavy with vendors. Uh, I didn't want that. I, I want, if you have a opportunity to get a t-shirt or a souvenir, great. But the, um, the idea of, of sitting around a table, talking, meeting friends, listen to some uh, boots on the ground speakers uh, that are going to be available to talk to you beforehand and afterwards, and take pictures with. Um, we're we're all looking forward just to sharing that information and then and then leaving and having a good time until the next year. And I already got uh, working on. I got three out of the four uh, speakers for next year uh, lining up, and I'm, I'm looking forward to next year even. Well, and you
3: know what? Yeah, uh, I probably will make it down to uh, visit again. So, excellent. It's always uh, a fun time. Um, what was i gonna ask no beer tent no i'm just kidding <laughs>
2: that's now, funny there Isn't is I- there is a local micro brewery that we might <laughs> uh take a trip to it's called woolly pig uh brewery and uh they have all kinds of nice uh affairs uh, you usually do a flight of beer and find out which ones you're like and then they have a camp they have multiple campfires that they, you can just go out and sit around and and partake I uh, usually have a food truck, and um, it's a really good—it's a really good deal. I'm not a—I'm not a big microbrewery kind of guy, but the two three times I've been out there, it's just—it's just been perfect for that night.
3: Yeah, I remember back in the day, we used to go to this microbrewery called the Sloppy Pig.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh God, I'm sorry for the one-liners tonight. Boom boom, Hey, I'm back. You know what can I say? You know, uh, know, last week my tie caught on fire. Somebody tried to put it out with an axe. Anyway.
2: (laughs) 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 That's awesome.
0: (laughs) No steals here, Mick. Not
3: behind the workshop anyway. (laughs) No, Bill, uh, Chris is pretty square when it comes to that kind of stuff. um, Yeah. I'm I'm known to partake in a bourbon or two (laughs) once. it's not on missions so
0: now i will do I, I do make some homemade wine every now and then but that's it i mean
3: <laughs> oh yeah i remember that little operation you had going there homemade <laughs>
0: wine, and that was uh thankful i'm thankful to uh papa or doing it cheap for letting me know how that worked out because i knew how to make homemade wine but we always did it like the wild way, you took like plums and uh, crunch them up and then uh, let them ferment, you know, with the natural yeast. Then Papa showed me, oh, you could take grape juice and use bread yeast and it it will work. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, really? And I tried it, yes, (laughs) it works. So uh, I don't know if we should be discussing homemade wine on the channel, but uh,
3: too late Joe, now. you're uh, speaking at courtyard. Oh, Joe, please, please tell. You're a Bigfoot oh. lecture, just me at a courtyard by Marriott. Oh, oh good for you, Joe. Okay. Um. Yeah, Jen. Uh, uh, there's Jen. Says Chalkton is only about an hour and a half from me. Come on All down right. Sunday. Come on down. It's going to be a good time. Come see this goofball. That would be nice. I'll be sure to be bringing a whoopee cushion for extra excitement, and I'll throw it under Altman's chair. You know, he says no. <laughs> no. sorry, and, uh, I'm just being so juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot!
2: But you, uh, you know the um, uh, the other part I think is uh, uh, after we have two speakers in the morning. I usually give i give everybody a a long lunch hour so we, we got the two food trucks and uh that way people can start talking and, and if they had something that they stimulated from the first two uh speakers they can have a little time because all the other conferences they only give you about an hour hour and a half to run somewhere to get something to eat and then run back and you're not quite digested and um you know we kind of take our time and let people, you know, go to the bathroom or uh, go get something to eat or go take a little walk around just to kind of wake up, wake up a little bit. Uh, but and then we hit the two speakers in the afternoon and then we're and then we're done. Um, so
3: did, did I hear correctly? Is there a Mexican or a uh, Latino
2: fair there? Latino fair? Um, Mexican. Well, the one uh, food truck that's coming is is from last year it's the backwoods uh smokehouse oh yeah that, and that was that really good. and they they have a sandwich that just doesn't quit it's big and it was great and then uh the other one was kind of funny because it was one of those uh i went out to get a beer at the uh woolly pig and they were out there and they're called the flying naked pig and so <laughs> they're uh they're a new uh, food truck in the area and i tried their food and it was good so i was like hey how about coming out and helping out and they so it's gonna be uh very interesting
3: what a great name not <laughs> never word to word of advice if you're doing a conference do not have a mexican food truck
2: for lunch <laughs> there's, yeah, a, a, there's a there's a story with amy boo that uh, she'll she'll uh, be embarrassed to for me to tell her but um I was doing uh, research for a BFRO expedition here in Coshocton and uh, she was going to be one of the uh, leaders to one of my groups. So she came down one weekend and I was kind of giving her the lowdown on some of the uh, experiences that we had in the area and sightings and we were doing the hiking through and she was doing good. Well, at lunchtime we went to one of our Mexican restaurants and uh, we ate something there, and you know I'm used to the good food there. And then we went back walking in the woods, and we took off down the road. And she grabbed a hold of me, and she said, "Oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom. This is this is emergency." And I'm like, "We're already like 20 minutes away from town. We got if we turn around." I said, "I might have an idea." And there's a there's a a, a hunter camp uh, in the middle of Woodbury. I said, we're, we're, that's where we're going anyway. But I think there's an out, uh, outhouse there, right? uh-huh. A port of mm-hmm. And we came around that corner and I swear to God, the clouds cleared and the sun <laughs> came down and shined on that portalette. And I pulled over <laughs> and she's laughing. She says, go check it. Make sure there's no animals in there. so being a gentleman that i am uh, i walked over and i looked and it was actually really clean it wasn't dirty it wasn't like i needed to pull out an extra roll of toilet paper or anything like that it was clean so she went waddling over to the outlet and uh, i took a walk down the road because i just feel that friends should not should not be witnessing to anything that might have uh, transpired after that and Mm. um uh, but it, we have a picture we occasionally will pop up on our Facebook uh, of uh, live of uh, memories and yeah. that's the we call it the Holy uh, portalette and the sign <laughs> from God and it's still there I mean it's 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 something that I, I when I I drive there to look because it has a it has a lot of good uh, research in the area
3: Jay right. <laughs> Fridge says, if you do have a Mexican food truck please set up wind of it. <laughs> Yeah, that can all be way. kind of a noisy ending to a conference.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, but these things happen, you know.
3: <laughs> Everybody's human. You know, it's you know, it's like when I go on expedition, I have to be very careful. And we all should be mindful of what we eat prior to going on expedition. Yes. Like uh, Taco Bell is off limits for a, the week prior. Mm-hmm. A- anything uh, cabbage? Nope even eggs. Noob. No, uh, you know, in my case, even water. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we are winding up the show. Uh, I know we've had a little bit of fun and frolicking here tonight with back and forth, but um, you know, that's the show, man. We, we talk about all kinds of things, but uh, you know, centered yeah. around Bigfoot and that's what we do. I always love having David on too. He's a great guest. I,
2: I, I appreciate you guys' friendship and, and, it was Man great to meet you guys uh, last year and, and thank you for, you know, I guess uh, Steve for confirming what, you know, why I set out to do the conference. Uh, uh, I, I hope it's the right w- reasons. And um, yeah. you know, with, with speakers like you, we can keep a, a nice trend, uh, trend uh, tradition like Don had when, uh, when he first started out and w- there's a lot of Bigfoot conferences and festivals around and for each its own. And if you, enjoy those or festivals and stuff and it's okay to be a fanboy or enthusiast uh, but this one here like you've nailed it pretty good is that it's it's set up for researchers and yep. so if you have uh, if you go in the woods and you, you <clears throat> do a little re- uh, research yourself come on down
3: and at the same token you know if you're an enthusiast come on down too you know you can learn um, and that, sometimes that'll turn an enthusiast into a researcher. And I'll never forget that there was a gentleman last year in a wheelchair that told me his encounter uh, that he had had, you know, and it's always good to hear from folks and pressing the flesh and talking about their encounters. And it's a forum. If you've had an encounter and you're near Kishokton, come down to the conference. Enjoy. Enjoy the conversation. You will not be mocked. You will be listened to. And uh, maybe you'll find some validation in some of the things uh, some of the speakers say, and some of the, uh, some of the the attendees say.
2: So that gentleman, that gentleman you was talking about, uh, I met him through uh, being a therapist. I have an opportunity to see people and his, uh, I talked to a a park ranger and he didn't believe in Bigfoot, but he pointed me to this gentleman and I called him and he had been ridiculed for years by family and friends about his sighting. And I just went to his front porch And I listened to his story, and then I got a chance to throw him in my car with his wife, and we went out to the siding, and he literally cried. And uh, I invited him to the conference, and I told him there's a lot of people that would love to hear your story. And thanks, Steve, for taking the the time to listen to him. But he's a local guy, and uh, for him, he said that it was was such a relief to just share uh, his story and have people look at him like he wasn't crazy.
3: Sure. Well, you know you know the cool thing is, and people don't understand this is that um you know a lot of people come to me and want to tell me their stories, and uh, the same thing, a lot of people want to you know come to me and say, "Hey, can I can you give me the nickel tour?" That's my honor. I, I mean, I feel honored to do that for people or to listen to their stories um that that is a a true um, uh, you know, people wonder why. You know, I, I, I'm a public person. It's because I want to hear the stories. And I'm only honored to do that. Um, you know, I, I do this. And I always have. Uh, not for me, for the witnesses. I, wanna, I want not only to validate my own sightings and my beliefs, but I want to validate theirs as well. Um, and that's part of the reason why I've, I've gotten into this. And again, my job is not to prove that Bigfoot exists. My job is to gather evidence to pass off the scientists and they can figure it out from there. Yeah. Uh, the traditional job of an investigator. You know, uh, investigator passes the evidence off to a prosecutor who then goes to a court, and they make the determination. The same way I feel in this industry and in this field is to take the evidence, pass it off to science, and let them figure it out. But uh, anyway, David, thank you for coming on. I can't wait. I will see you in a, a very short six days. I'll see you Saturday evening. And uh, I'll probably uh, see you at the restaurant at first.
2: So mm-hmm. um, five, o- yeah. five o'clock, get there. Now, <laughs> uh, well, if I they leave. Have a good, I'm just letting you know, they have good steak. So I, oh, I, yeah. I got you. I got you covered. I got your yeah. back. All right, brother.
3: So All it's right. going to be a good time. And oh, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks Um, uh, with uh, hopefully some great video of the conference and maybe some interviews. And uh, I, I never ask you to do interviews because I know you'll be running around doing all sorts of things, but maybe we can get some, uh, uh, some, you know, Todd or Mike mm-hmm. or, uh, Eric, uh, or one of the mics, <laughs> uh, maybe even Don on, on camera saying hello. So
2: yep. be good. we'll make it happen.
3: So Anyway. Um, anyway, folks, we will be back here in two weeks. That will be, uh, What is two weeks from today? May 22nd, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on Squatch DTV. Folks, uh, as always, uh, have a happy and safe week. Uh, Be careful out there. Stay healthy. And most of all, God bless and keep on squatching. We'll catch you all here in a couple of weeks. Ciao for now. And we love y'all. It's good to be back.